0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask the CEO with Avraham Gatile. Today, I'd like to introduce a very special guest. He is the CEO of Burst, a company that provides trusted cloud-native tools for data control, performance, and availability on many cloud platforms. Their virtual storage appliances help customers migrate on-premises data to the cloud, Better manage that data and allow applications to run at the same high performance that customers expect from their on-premises storage. As part of this discussion, we will share how the partnership with Microsoft, their use of Azure, and the Azure Marketplace have empowered them to scale and grow their business. It is my pleasure to welcome Gary Ola. Welcome, Gary.
1: Thank you, Avram. How are uh, things today?
0: Oh, things are things are amazing. Uh, we're here in the New York City area and. As far as I know, it's actually opening up, so life is coming back.
1: That's great. Same same here in Seattle. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, good. It's, good, it's good times. Feel, people are feeling energized again, so it's good.
0: Exactly. Well, Gary, I'm excited to be speaking to you today. Let's talk about the technology that we all know and love. So cloud is now a mature technology, and many businesses are moving their mission-critical applications to the cloud. Now, one of the byproducts of digital transformation and moving to the cloud is the large amount of data that's generated by all of our connected devices. Uh, because cloud is so commonplace, we tend to take for granted, as well as we should, uh, things like you know, low, low latency access to our virtually unlimited, ubiquitous cloud storage of our data. However, as a technologist, I can appreciate that a lot goes on under the hood to make these things work properly. What are the challenges that businesses struggle with when migrating mission critical applications to the cloud?
1: Well, well, that is a great question. And, and it's kind of the core of what I've been, I have spent the last decade of my life doing and I've been, I've been doing enterprise for a long time since the nineties. And uh, I was at BMC software and Citrix and big companies, but I've also worked at a lot of startups. So I've seen a lot of things and see, talked to a lot of customers and what I've realized is, is two things. They, they, the early cloud adopters were, um, were, were built for the cloud. So they, you know, you had company, large companies with customer of ours, Netflix, that, that built their infrastructure on cloud infrastructure. And so it was organized that way and it was created that way. But most of IT, okay, most of the, uh, the, the ISVs have on-prem solutions. And so they've all tried to lift and shift and drop these things on the cloud. And then they usually fail and it's because the infrastructure that they had on-prem with their their nas infrastructure and their server infrastructure was just very different, even if it was a VMware type of infrastructure it was different than the, what they expect in the cloud and so they wanted better performance and they wanted better uh, uh, economics and they weren't getting it and so uh, cloud early cloud native was really rough and uh, and so we saw that and and literally. I have talked to hundreds of customers, uh, and they all have they all had the same exact journey. We tried to do it this way; this didn't work, that didn't work. Or if I if or I, in order for me to do it, I had to spend so much money that it was cost prohibitive. It was no longer an economic game. What cloud uh, infrastructure companies have done is that put put together uh, incredible performance on demand and great price reduction as well. But you've got to know how to leverage it.
0: Yeah, that's a really great point. I mean, I I know a company that mistook cloud for the term hosted, and uh, they would just take, like you said, take their on-premise solution and just host it on the cloud, and then they called it cloud, but it really didn't have that scalability and performance like the cloud. Absolutely. So what can, I mean, what can people do about that? You know, how can they leverage cloud in the right way?
1: Well, you know, I think the, the, the other thing that, that, customers think about right now more than anything else and if you know if you know anything about what's happened to data in the last decade is it's basically doubling every two years the amount of data that you have and that scares the heck out of customers okay because if if they look at their budget today they're not going to get to but a, a two x budget next year nobody does that right so how how am i what am i going to do when i can no longer afford my data is a fear you see in, in cio's uh, faces, but because they want to create more data, we're this we're all data junkies now, right? So, but uh, well, what do I do when I can no longer uh, create my, you know, uh, afford my data? And what we look at is is a couple of things. Um, what's really important to us is number one, how do we get the hot? You know, we, we need to think about enterprise type features that you have in, in the data world. Like the first thing and foremost is data performance. How do I get the most performance out of my data? And a lot of that has to do with the type of storage you put it on, the amount of memory you allocate to, the amount of processor you allocate to it, et cetera. So how do I you know, get, maximize that? At the same time, what are the enterprise-type features like dedupe and compression and things I can leverage on top of that infrastructure to help uh, to get me the best possible price? So to me, it's two things. It's best possible performance at the best possible price. How do I find that nice mix?
0: Yeah, I, you know, I, I really love that. I know from a uh, consumer perspective, so like, you know, from a personal level, we all started using cloud when all these uh, cloud services, cloud storage services, you know, like Google Drive, Dropbox, and things like that. And it seems like the pricing for the consumer versions sort of kept up with the pace of the data, you know, it used to be, right. uh, you know, a few hundred megabytes and, a, and then a, 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 I mean, a few hundred gigabytes and a terabyte and two terabytes. And, but cloud storage, you know, it, it's like the way you open this up where there's a difference between cloud and hosted. Uh, it's one thing to back up your data, cloud backup, but then there's the cloud storage and that has not risen in capacity in, right. terms, in terms of that pricing. So I really love the way you put that. Yeah. So, so let's talk about your company. So Burst recently launched a new offering on the Microsoft Azure Marketplace called SoftNAS. So tell us about it and how it addresses some of the challenges we just discussed.
1: Yeah, so uh, I took over at SoftNAS late last year. Uh, the company was called SoftNAS. We actually just rebranded as Burst earlier this year. Um, it's what you do in a global pandemic. You rebrand and reposition the company. And we went from being, and SoftNAS is the leading cloud NAS solution. We were built in the cloud, we're cloud native, uh, born in the cloud. Uh, we work on all cloud platforms. Uh, and uh, our goal is really, uh, really simple. How do we give customers the maximum performance of their data? So we said, this is, customers buy performance, they buy value. They're really not looking for a NAS on Azure, okay? And so we, we we rethought the company as a data performance company because data performance is where we wanted to focus. The other thing that's interesting is that the entire storage industry is, is, is old, okay? It's some of the oldest companies in our industry like NetApp and EMC, et cetera, that kind of built this world that we live in and it's got a legacy thought. It wasn't built with the explosion of data that we have no. today. And so, this idea of paying a storage tax—the more data, as you mentioned—the more data, the more I have to pay—is is is kind of going out the window, and, and especially with millennials and others, they're like, "I need more data." You know, you live on data. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so, and you know, you think about IoT and the amount of you know, I mean, cameras in the system, etc. I mean, we're seeing explosions that are going to—I don't know how how much data we're going to have in five years. I really don't. I think it could be. 20x what we have.
0: Uh, you know, I've already heard terms of uh, zetabytes. I've spoken yeah. to
1: businesses, you know, and, and that's going to get old soon. Yeah. yeah. And customers that we have uh, that, that think about, uh, that we're thinking about terabytes just a short, you know, period ago, we're now all talking about petabytes of data and, and, and managing petabytes of data. So, and it's, there are a lot of problems with that I mean, and, they, and they know it. You know, but to me, it's 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 a it's a couple of things. It's it's uh, I mean, I, I think about one of our customers, um, Halliburton, uh, Halliburton Oil and Gas, obviously decimated by COVID, but more importantly, decimated by the fact that oil dropped to nothing, right? And so uh, you're in that industry, you're living it, and so now they've got an all new problems. They've got work from anywhere. They've got everybody working at home now. So how do how do I increase my cloud infrastructure? What do I do? How do I support all my customers who want to work from anywhere? Right. And, and, and all of these things are accelerating cloud migration, you know, in, in really big ways. And so we help them stay relevant with their customers by accelerating their cloud growth. And, and we really help them keep their costs down because costs. I mean, when you can go into somebody today and say, look, OK, I know you're struggling right now. Let's see what we can do to help cut 20, 30 percent out of your, of your budget. Okay, I think we can do it. And it's not me taking a hit. Yes, I will take a hit. It's the fact that I can reduce the cost of the underlying cloud infrastructure. And the cloud vendors love it because the cloud vendors want you to get value and grow that data.
0: Yeah, great. So how would a company use your
1: solution with Azure? Yeah, so we, uh, we not only were a pioneer in the space, but we were the, we've always executed through the marketplaces. And I'll tell you something, an interesting story. I'm an old student of our industry and you, I've watched the evolution to cloud. And you know, we started out with very direct sales models and we moved to channel models and hybrid models. And now we are in this cloud era, okay? Uh, and uh, marketplaces are the game. And it puts Microsoft and Amazon and Google at the center of the universe with the relationship with the customer. But it also it cre- ena- better enables a channel Better enables selling, okay. And so you have to think about how you better le- best leverage that. So we execute through the marketplace, and what happens is customers go in to the Azure marketplace, they see us, we have a free trial, they go, they 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 use our stuff, they 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 try it, they're up and running usually in you know five clicks and seven minutes, okay. Uh, and uh, and and they're moving data and they're playing with it and saying, hey, this is pretty interesting. So we have a very very short sales cycle once they're in that demo uh, and, uh, and in, in that environment and it's their real environment. It's working, it's, it's building through their Azure mechanism. There's nothing, there's no contract that needs to happen. And all of my biggest customers, companies like Slumberjay and Albert and Netflix and ExxonMobil and, you know, Warner music, they all found us that way. Uh, they found us at the marketplace. And so there's magic to that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing that gets me most excited about this business. And I, and I walked the show floors of, the biggest cloud shows and you see all these big companies that have been legacy companies doing this for a while, they still don't get that. They're still not seeing the value in the marketplaces. They're in there, but they're in there in a very loose way. We're embedded and we leverage it. And that's a really, really important part of our business and our business model.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of it. I I love the way it's, it's integrated um, into that marketplace. So how would customers find out more about SoftNAS and procure it through the Azure marketplace?
1: as I mentioned, you can go to the marketplace and just download our stuff. But the two things that we're doing right now that are really interesting is number one, the marketplace has allowed us to become international. We execute in 39 countries worldwide. If we a startup, that's an awful lot. Most companies don't do that. And we have partners all over the world. I mean, Microsoft uh, brought us a company called Software One. They're an APAC and we're growing in APAC at levels that we've never seen before. We have you know, dozens of people trained on our platform that don't work for us and it's an amazing, uh, it's amazing leverage. So that is is key, but you know, you can go to our our, our, our webpage. If you're interested in becoming a reseller, go to our, our partner page. It's right there. It's clear. We'll talk to you. We'll give you everything you need to know. We're signing partners up, uh, really strategic partners who really see value in this. Customers really just can go trial us in the Azure marketplace. Uh, you can contact Burst directly. You can send me an email. Okay. Either way, we'll, uh, we'll help you. And, um, and we're all about, Uh, helping you find a way to uh, afford your data.
0: Awesome. And you touched upon the value of working together with Microsoft. Can you elaborate on how is partnering with Microsoft helped first scale and grow your business?
1: Yeah. So I've been partnering with Microsoft for a long, long time. I've been ISV of the year multiple times at companies like Citrix and others. And I, I love working with Microsoft, and it's mainly because of their partners. They are partner first, and they've always been partner first, and they always will be. And so, and it's not just people like us, it's other people, it's all the feet on the street that don't necessarily work for Microsoft. So that is the power and the leverage of Microsoft. The other thing is their field organization is, a, is really empowered to help customers migrate and be successful in the cloud, okay? So aligning with them is really, really important to us. And so we look at uh, the partnership with Microsoft, we think about um, how we align with their partners, okay? Not just them, how we align with their field organization, and how we best take advantage of the underlying platform to give customers the best value. Those are the three big things. And Microsoft is is unique in the fact that they enable on all three uh, fronts. Wonderful.
0: Gary, how do people connect with you?
1: So uh, if you go to Burst.com, B-U-U-R-S-T, there's two U's in Burst. Because it's a big Burst. Uh, it's a big Burst. It's not a small Burst. Uh, you, um, you, can, uh, you can learn about us. There's, there's plenty of ways that we connect you to the marketplaces right there. And you can start trialing us if you already have a, an Azure account or if you can be enabled there. But you can also just send me an email, Gary at and I'd be happy to talk to you.
0: Great. And I'll uh, post that to the show notes so people can just click on that and get right to you. Yeah. Gary, do you have any parting words of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience?
1: Yeah. So firstly, uh, um, thank you to our customers for going through this journey with us. Um, it, we know that 2020 has been an interesting year and uh, I think everybody would like to park 2020 behind us, but, <laughs> but we feel empowered by the second half of the year. Um, we think that cloud migration is going to be the thing that gets us out of this hole in a, in a bigger way, uh, and you're seeing those type of uh, projects. But more importantly, we believe that um, if you, and, and just the fact that as you look at the number of people that are looking at data, okay, uh, uh, at, you know, for COVID research, et cetera, et cetera, we're seeing bigger explosions in this. And so the need to have better access, higher performing data is greater than ever. And we're here to help.
0: Wonderful. Gary, thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom. I really enjoyed having you on the show.
1: All right. I enjoyed being here, Amy.